Welcome to another inspiring Sisters Message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. Thank you for being here. God's gorgeous girls gathering one more time. Amen. What a beautiful year we've had this year and what a lovely theme. Uh, it never gets old. And how lovely it was to hear the ladies just share a little bit of a promo for those who uh, are here maybe for the first time or you come spontaneously, is to plug in and and don't miss a single month because there's always something different and something special, amen? And so lovely to have other people minister on the platform, especially when I was traveling, Simi, Pastor Kogi, Pastor P. It was just lovely to hear different voices. And, and, and I'm so blessed because God has truly helped us to raise up an army of, of fantastic women, amen, who love God, who love the house, and who love people. Now, before I share, I just, I just wanted to share something with you that happened to me uh, last Friday during our staff meeting, we had Pastor Kevin here and he de- did a message at our staff meeting and uh, we had a fantastic time of praise and worship as we did tonight. And uh, I had an experience and it just reminded me of something I shared about probably a decade ago where I spoke about the daddy-daughter dance. Did anyone remember that? Uh, you know what a daddy-daughter dance is. It's when the little girl puts her feet on daddy's feet and he twirls and he goes around with her. Well, what I actually wanted to say was when you switch off, which I didn't tonight during this actual song, our Trust in God song, I had such an ex- Tonight I didn't uh, enter in as much as I should have because I was very distracted, but... On Friday, I had no responsibilities, I entered in, and I had this wonderful, like, experience with the Lord where I had a picture of walking into a room that was semi-lit, and the Lord was seated, and he had his white robe on, and then as I walked in and he stood up, the light just filled the room, and you know, this song is very much of a waltz, I trust in God. My Savior, the one. And it wasn't a daddy-daughter dance. I wasn't standing on his feet. He held my hand. He twirled me around. I just had that spiritual experience. Now, I'm not saying, listen, come to church on Sunday. When we sing the song, I want you all to be twirling around. (laughs) I personally didn't do anything except maybe just sway a little bit. But that is what played out in my mind. And I just thought, oh, Lord, I just feel so close to you. You. I feel so close to you. And I just had to share it with you tonight. You know, it also says in Zephaniah, that was why I was so distracted. Zephaniah 3.17. It says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. And then another translation says, you know, that he will dance over you and give you his joy. So God is also a dancer. So if you go to church and you see people dancing, just bear with them, you know, they're only behaving like their father in heaven. Amen? Amen. All right. So let's stand to our feet, put our hands on our hearts, and let's just commit tonight to the Lord. Amen. Father God, I pray for every mom, every sister, every granny, every aunt, 
every sibling in this place, divorced, widowed, married, waiting, Lord God, I pray for her. And I pray that no woman will feel excluded, but will feel included. And Father God, maybe in our rush around tonight, doing certain things as a staff, we may have overlooked a few people unintentionally, and we're we sorry about that. But Lord, we want to make sure that everyone here senses your love, your presence, and know that, and they will know that they are not excluded, but they are welcome, they are included. And we pray for your, your Holy Spirit to just move in this place tonight. Lord, we just pray for a soft rain to fall on us tonight. I pray that even as we look at nurture next year, that you already begin to Put something in our spirits about what it means to be nurtured and to receive your beautiful reign. So we commit this time, this word to you and each and every person in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may take your seats. I want to end off the year with a message called Radiant and Unashamed. I like that. Oh, every now and then. Thank you, man. It really inspires me. I think little Moki down in the front there also likes her woe hey, every now and again. Psalm 34, verses 4 to 5. I went to the Lord for help. He answered me and rescued me from all my fears. In fact, this is David. It's like what we've sung. I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. That's what this is all about. But now here comes. All you look to him uh, will be radiant, their faces will never be covered with shame. So my first thought tonight is, number one, look in the right place. Look in the right place. You know, many people today look for help everywhere except looking to the Lord. You know, and here David is saying those who look to him, look to him. Listen, don't look to him only when things are going bad in your life. Look to him good days, bad days, Mediocre days, every day, every day we need to look to the Lord, amen? He needs to be in his rightful place in our hearts and in our lives, you know? And, and many people, they look within themselves, like they look f like self-help people, you know? That they want to improve themselves and they go to self-help seminars. Not terribly, not a terrible thing to do, but it's not enough. The definition of self-help is the act of helping or improving oneself without the assistance from others. Now, that's not kingdom principle, amen? And, and self-help seminars, it sounds great to be part of a self-help group, perhaps. Um, you know, it offers belonging, it offers community, friendship, caring, uh, and it almost looks like the church, but Jesus is not there. Jesus is not leaned upon. He's not looked to for help and for deliverance and for healing and emotional healing. Amen. Like some people, you know, instead of, of looking to Jesus, they look to the world. They, they look for advice from celebrities. They're just ordinary people that have a talent and have been elevated. Uh, they don't know everything. And they act most of the time most of their lives. It's an act, you know. So, or they go to fortune tellers who live in caravans, as Pastor Andre likes to say. Uh, or they read their horoscopes 
uh, and hope to get direction. I used to do that before I came to the Lord. I used to, I'm a Libra, and I was proud of it. It was a big handbag with Libra on it. But, you know, it, it went, took me nowhere. It didn't take me to salvation, uh, none of that stuff, you know. And people look to that to get direction instead of to the Lord. But those who look to Jesus, they are filled with light. And I just want to a quote from a few different translations. The King James Version says, they looked unto him and were lightened. Uh, the Cambridge Bible says, they looked unto him and were brightened. It's like poetry here, I mean. So this is what happens when we look to the Lord for whatever we need him for, especially for salvation. Now, Pastor Andre and Pastor Kogi and I recently had a chat and we were talking about people who, before they passed away, uh, converted. They opened their hearts to Jesus and one of them was Kogi's beautiful mom. There she is. And I asked Kogi and I said, what did her face, what did her face look like? And, and Kogi said she had peace. It was a, a peace that came over her. And that is what happens to us when we look to the Lord. We are radiant, our faces are not covered with shame, and we have a peace that comes from that only God can give. Amen? So secondly, tonight, our radiance is meant to bring light to others. A bit of repeat of what um, Despina shared tonight. Um, yeah, I remember before we moved up to Santon, you may be able to relate, but it is like a confession, like what was our thinking days, if I think about it now. I used to be quite addicted to the You magazine. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, I, I don't know, you know, there wasn't much around, and as a Christian, you know, I, I used to look forward to Friday, I think it used to be the... You magazine. Anyway, I read an article of a very well-known South African TV presenter and celebrity, uh, and she wrote that she was a Christian, but she keeps it private as it is a private matter. Well, I remember getting very upset about it and going to Pastor Andre and like, can you believe that, you know, knowing Jesus is a private matter? And I remembered saying, what about the woman at the well? You know, she encountered Jesus and ran with a radiant face, unashamed to tell the whole village about Jesus, I mean, and I believe that is what radiant Christians should be about. We should be sharing our light with other people. And it's clear to me, the light is not for us only, but for others. Now, I read about a famous tattoo artist in America, Kat Von D, and the heading of the article is, strangely enough, I am not ashamed. Well, she turned her back a year ago on the occult, uh, witchcraft, horoscopes, and she looked to Jesus. And she was recently baptized at her baptist, a small little church. Listen, we mustn't just think that Churches that are massive are the ones who are doing things for God. Listen, in little villages, little places, out in the country, even in the city, we all are valuable and we all play a part. Amen. And so she was baptized 
in Indiana in her church, and, and these are her words. She said, my baptism was a public demonstration of where I stand with my faith and basically letting people know that I'm not ashamed. And that is why I really wanted to share it with people. You see, she's not ashamed of the gospel. If you try and get that article, you'll see she had all her weirdos sitting on the front row attending church. Weirdos like they're all in black with painted nails and guys, and, you, know, you know, that, that kind of thing. Uh, but that's so beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. It's, so, it's what I want to see. It's what we want to see. We want to see people walking to church, tattoos everywhere, coming out of darkness, stepping into God's light. Amen. And because, thank you. And because she's not ashamed, I believe that Matthew 10.32 applies to her and anyone else who is not ashamed of the gospel. It says, everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. So it's important for us to be seen as radiant. You know, you, you go into a supermarket and there's a long queue, and, or you go to a clothing store and there's a long queue and there's only one you know, cashier, and you can so easily with everyone else just drag the atmosphere further down. But you know, just try it. Just start smiling in the midst of irritation because that's what it means to, to, to be radiant, to walk around with a smile, to greet strangers. Do you know that people actually are very, very kind? There are a few suck on lemons, but you know, <laughs> most people... When you, when you smile at them or you nod your head, people w watch them. It's, 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 a, it's like fun. You know, their faces light up and it, it, you feel like, wow, that was like so cool, you know. I made people smile back at me, right? So, and you know, be ready to tell others at work or wherever, wherever you find yourself, be ready to tell people the reason why you are the person that you are. Use wisdom, use kindness, don't condemn people. In fact, 1 Peter 3.15 says, but dedicate your lives to Christ as Lord. Always be ready to defend your confidence in God. When anyone asks you to explain it, however, make your defense and gentleness, uh, make your defense with gentleness and respect. Because there's nothing worse than pulling the big Bible out and whacking people over the head. Yea, verily, thus saith the Lord, you know, hellfire and brimstone. Just say, you know what, I'm, I've known Jesus for 10, 15 years, two months, and he's done such a work in me. Uh, I've got joy in my heart. I love people. I love to share what God has done for me. You know, my whole family has come to know him, and we go to church, we serve at church, my daughter leads worship, whatever. You know, just share that. People are interested if it's done in that way. Amen. And also, I've learned from previous experience, don't let it all come out all at once. You know, keep them hanging like, hey, tell me more about what we were talking about the other day. That's what happened to me. I did that with a girl that led me to the Lord. I drew it out of her. So this is what radiant Christians do. They shine for Jesus. They smile. They have a gentleness about them. And they are attractive. And people will definitely come, according to this verse, and ask you, explain this all to me. Who are you? Where do you come from? 
Why are you so happy? You know, we've got potholes in South Africa. We've got load shedding in South Africa. You know, we had to put a water tank in because sometimes we don't even have wood, but here you are. You're always happy. You're always singing. You help everyone. What's it about you? Man, that's what radiance does. Amen? That is what's going to bring people to Jesus. Number three, shame off you. Psalm 34 is a psalm of David, and he wrote this after pretending to be insane. So he was fleeing from King Saul, as we all know, fleeing. The, apparently he did this twice, but I'm just going to share the ones. And he went to um, the Philistines, and he, before King Ashish, the king of Gath, he pretended that he's insane. This you will find in 1 Samuel 21. So the story is, he went there to get away from danger. And someone, this, one of the servants of the king, recognized David. Isn't this the king of the land? Now that's dangerous information for another king. And it's going to not bode well with another king who's got a sword by his side and oh. And then on top of it, the servant said, yes, he's the one of whom they sang. Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his ten thousands. And of course, it says that David became afraid and then he started pretending, dribbling from his mouth that he was mad and insane. And so not his proudest moment and probably something you could have possibly felt ashamed about afterwards, right? But he sought the Lord. <laughs> and the Lord strengthened him. David was very good at strengthening himself in the Lord, right? They did send him away. They thought, take this fool away, you know, get rid of him. Uh, meanwhile, that was his ploy just to save his life and his people's lives. But you know what? God answered him just like a father answers a child, a son or a daughter. And he had confidence in God that God would take away his shame. So that is why he wrote, those who look to God, those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. Because he knew immediately he didn't have to feel shame. He was not ashamed because God was not ashamed of him, right? So... Charles Spurgeon said, our sin is our shame, and it is well that our Lord has found a complete covering for it. Now we know what that covering is. The blood of Jesus covers us from all our sin. Jesus on the cross shed his blood so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and everything that goes with the abundant life. You know, shame is a terrible thing. Perhaps like me, um, you grew up with three words as a child or as a teenager. Shame on you. Look at your room. Go and clean up the room. Shame on you. You spent the bread money on ice cream, Andre. <laughs> but you know, those words actually, they settle deep in our hearts. They do. And it can play in our thoughts. And then the enemy loves to speak those very same words over our lives, right? And, and, and 
stir up and stoke up memories of things that we best would have forgotten, those things just pop into your head. Where do you think they come from? So he would love to come around and say, shame on you. Remember that time, you know? But you know, God loves to speak these words to us. Shame off you. Shame off you. I've dealt with you. I've dealt with these things. Amen? You know, as, as adults, we may hear these labels. Shame on you. You are a divorcee. Shame on you, you had a teenage pregnancy. Shame on you, you gave your child up for adoption. You abandoned your child. Shame on you. Shame on you, you got into drugs and alcohol. Shame on you, you're illegitimate. As if you can help being illegitimate. Shame on you, you faced a bankruptcy for the how manyth time. You're a failure. Don't let it define you. You know, whatever it is that the enemy uses to come against you with, to say, shame on you, you just remember to say, shame off me. Look to your neighbor and say, shame off me. Shame off me. Shame off me. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Shame doesn't belong to me. I mean, I believe that the enemy wants us to believe that whatever shame we still have, we don't deserve to be blessed. Well, that's not true. That is a lie. That is a lie. We are blessed just by knowing Jesus. We are blessed just by having a relationship with our Father in heaven. We are blessed just to have all our sisters by our side. Amen? We are blessed for so many, many reasons. So so many reasons, just knowing and having that confidence that God is on our side, that God is for us. He is not against us. Amen. Now, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect. And, um, you know, uh, if, you've, if you've repented before God of your sin, because we all need to confess our sins. We can't just pretend we've done nothing wrong. Otherwise, why do we need a savior? We need a savior because we're not perfect and we've made mistakes and we've sinned. We've gone against what God uh, sees as correct and right. Amen. So if we've repented before God, which is going the other way, if you've been here before earlier this year, um, so you've repented, you've confessed your sins, uh, don't dwell on the things that you've just confessed because, you know, you're forgiven. And better still, he remembers them no more. According to his word, he says, amen. And if you have asked others to forgive you, like you took your best friend's boyfriend away from her, um, and now you go back and you ask forgiveness, when you ask for forgiveness... You've done what the Bible tells you to do, whether they forgive you or not. It's their business, it's their struggle, and it's something they have to deal with before God at some point. But as far as you're concerned, you've done the right thing biblically, you are free, God is pleased with you, and shame off you. Amen. I just want to encourage all of us just to move on, you know, just to move on and not go back to those places, you know. Say to yourself, shame of me when it comes. Shame keeps us in darkness. And we are now, if we are born again and we love Jesus, he's in our lives, we are in the light. 
And the enemy is an accuser, and he is also a liar. And we need to learn to turn off the accusing voices because God knows our true identity now. Amen? And now that we look to him every day and our faces are radiant and uh, our, face, our faces are radiant and our faces are not covered with shame, we can walk with our shoulders back and our heads held high. Amen? Because he has dealt with it. He's got our backs. God's got you, Pastor Kogi. God's got you is what we heard this year. Amen. So I want to quote some words of a song by a lady called Ellie Holcomb. And it's beautiful words. And the song is called Marvelous Light. I am not who I once was. I just love it. You know, when the enemy comes or people from your own family, oh, do you remember that time when you used to live together with that guy that used to sell drugs and, yeah. Excuse me, I'm not who I once was. Thank you very much. Defined by all the things I've done. Afraid my shame would be exposed. Afraid of really being known but then you gave my heart a home. So I walked out of darkness and into the light. From fear of shame into the hope of life, mercy called my name and made a way to fly out of the darkness and into the light. Years of keeping secrets safe, wondering if I could change, cause when you're hiding all alone, your heart can turn into a stone. That's not the way I want to go. So I walked out of darkness and into the light from fear of shame into the hope of life. Mercy called my name and made a way to fly out of the darkness and into the light. There's no place I'd rather be. Your light is marvelous. Your light is marvelous. You have come to set us free. You are marvelous. Your light is marvelous to me. I'm not who I once was, defined by all the things I've done, afraid my shame would be exposed, afraid of really being known, but then you gave my heart a home. You know, people often say things, well, should I just say they have to me when I've counseled people, you don't really know me, Pastor Wilma. You don't really know who I am. And I would say, you don't really know me, and you don't really know who I am, right? People are so afraid of being known. But you know, when it comes to the Lord and the kingdom and to the church, the fellowship of believers, it doesn't really matter, does it? The only person it matters to is our enemy, because he has to have leverage, he has to have something to hold against us. That's not God's heart. That's not Christians' hearts. If Christians behave like that, hey, come on, stop it. Amen? We're here to help people, to walk with people, to come alongside people and encourage them and get those secrets out. My secrets are out. My secrets are out because I've got no hold on me anymore. No more. And I, sh I wrote my book. You can read the book. You can go find, go find out for yourself. By the way, the book's been paid for. I'm not looking for money to pay the book off. Just be blessed by it. Amen? Right. Let me end by saying that shame does not have the final word. 
You know, God had a solution for us before we had a problem. The gospel is the cure for everything. It's the cure for shame. And the gospel dispels shame. Those who looked at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Don't allow it to come upon you. Don't. We all make mistakes. Can I repeat myself? You're sitting here looking at me tonight as if perfection is standing before you. No, no, no. You know, I'm 70 now. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I can look back over my life and the things that's come out of my mouth, the things I've thought, the things I've said, it really, no one remembers. No one remembers hardly anything. We're all moving through life, and we all have stages and seasons that we go through. So let's bear with one another, amen? Don't hold something so against another sister. Sometimes people hold things against others because they're more successful. They're more beautiful. They dress nicely. So it's, it's a nice way of just, come on, let's just stab her in the back. It's not God's way, you know? That's not God's way. Love one another, amen, as Christ has loved us. Now, this is a new day. The reproach is a very biblical word. It just means the accusation that's come against you has been rolled away. Isaiah 61 verse 7, and I hope this blesses you. Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. You know, the prophet Isaiah is, is speaking of one who comes to bring good news and we all know who that is. He was prophesying about Jesus uh, and he's bringing good news to the oppressed and the ashamed. And God gives us eyes to see hope in the midst of darkness and shame. And like I've said before, put your shoulders back, head held high, don't be a snob now, and don't walk around all pride, just don't walk around all like this, drooping faces, right? Hold your head up high, you're a child of the Most High God, and His plans for you are absolutely good, amen? I'm nearly done, I'm not quite done. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus tonight, someone brought you along, you've heard about happy clappy churches like ours, but look beyond that, because that's got to do with, that's God's business with us, that's what we give, that's our worship to God, it's not for people, it's not for spectators, it's for God, amen? Um, so maybe you've come here tonight and you think, well, there's been some truth that you can relate to, you have faced things in your life and now you're hearing that God can take things away from you. Well, that's the absolute truth. Um, you know, we all need to repent, as I've said. We all need to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I did things that I, I'm, I'm certain will not be pleasing in your eyes. Um, but tonight I want to look to you because I want to have that radiance and I want that shame taken away from me. And... Um, you know, you can walk out of darkness and you can walk into God's wonderful light. And, you know, you know, we all know God knows our hearts. Even if you're an unbeliever, like I knew before I got saved, the night that I got saved, God knows everything about me. 
Everything in my sinner's prayer was like, Lord, you know everything that I've done, that's everything that I've done wrong, and I'm sorry. But you know what? We cannot hide anything from God, but we need to approach God. We need to be vulnerable before God. I mean, to say, Lord, I believe I'm your child, and I can be your child, and I want to make right with you, and I want to walk this journey with you on planet Earth. Dr. Kurt Thompson, author of The Soul of Shame, says those parts of us that feel most broken, that we keep most hidden, are the parts that most desperately need to be known by God so as to be loved and healed. In other words, be vulnerable before God. Don't hide away. Don't push him away. Just say, Lord, I'm opening. You know everything anyway, but I'm giving you permission to look into my heart and to see the things and into my mind and my thoughts and see the things that I'm struggling with. And I want you to sweep that shame away from me. I want you to heal me. I want you to come into my life. I want your light to shine onto me. Amen. So expose your heart to the Lord tonight. Give him your heart. Amen. And we are going to pray. Let's bow our heads and we're going to pray. But before I do, I just want to say that I'm going to give an opportunity before we pray to anyone here tonight who would like to respond to Jesus and accept him as their Lord and Savior, or to anyone you may have grown cold in your heart, you may have walked away from the things of God and you find yourself back here now, it's okay. It's okay. You're here, and that's what matters, right? And so while we're all in an attitude of prayer, no one looking around except me, I want to give an opportunity for you to indicate that you want to make that decision tonight just by popping your hand. The hands have already gone up. God bless you. Just pop those hands up. You can take them down quickly. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Whoever else? God bless you. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I want to encourage more of you to take that step, to, to just say, tonight's the night things are going to change. Tonight's the night I'm going to be radiant. Tonight's the night I'm going to have no shame in my life. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Fantastic. Anyone else, before we all pray, and I dismiss you, God bless you, ladies. Wonderful. Proud of you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else in the middle? Yes, I see those hands. Anyone else on this side? God bless you. Awesome. Thank you so much for responding. Even if it was a quick up and down, God bless you. So you pray with me, after me, and everyone else in support with you. Dear Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you now. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to take them away from me, to remove my shame, to let, your, to let your light shine into my life, and for you to make me a new person. Thank you that you died on the cross for me, you shed your blood for me, and tonight I acknowledge you did it for me. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give those ladies a huge...
hand. I want to say to you, this is my favorite part of any service because almost 50 years ago, Pastor Andre and I went to a service and we responded like you did tonight and there was celebration and people who knew us from our days came around us and just were like, we're so happy for you, we're so happy for you, we're so happy for you. We are so happy for you. Tonight we are so, so happy for you. If you made that decision tonight, you can look behind me on the screen. Uh, there are QR codes. You can um, use your phone. You know how to do it. You're younger than me. I can do it. You can do it. Um, or you can go to the info counter and be given a physical book that will help you uh, with your next steps. And uh, it's, it's got one John. John. It's got the book of John. Of course it would have the book of John. The Gospel of John. It's got John in there. You can read. It's a book in the Bible. And um, if you have a Bible, just begin to read. Start with John and then just stick with the Gospels for a while. Uh, so that will, be, that will be helpful to you. A reminder to register for Sisters of Africa Conference. Can I just say the two, the two ladies from Dallas, they are mom and daughter. And they both had a terrible loss. They both in ministry with their whole ministry family, Lisa Young and Landra Hughes. Um, two years ago, I think it was, they lost their oldest daughter and sister uh, to a substance abuse addiction. And so they actually traveled together in America and they share their story. And so just even if you know of anyone that you can bring to this conference that will help them immensely. It, 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 it's like they've just written a book on uh, Pathways Through Pain or, or title something similar. Um, you know, understanding very much, I suppose, like our beautiful Candace, is she here tonight? Candace here tonight, no? Um, just walking through pain and understanding pain and being victorious through pain. So I just want to mention that. And then of course, um, Stephanie, Ike will also be with us. All right. Then the after party in the foyer. I don't need to tell you this stuff. Look how many people are here tonight. And then collect your kids from Kids Zone. <laughs> First, don't forget Sunday is church. Don't forget that those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. So, The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry. 